Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Sarah, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and to chat all about week four of Advent, um, which the theme for week four is peace. So welcome. Thank you, Winnie. I appreciate the invite. I'm super excited to chat today. Yes, me too. It's going to be so fun. So before we dive in, would you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. Uh, My name is Sarah Merck. Um, I'm a 23-year-old wife and a mom to two little boys and another little one on the way. Um, My husband and I currently reside in North Dakota. My husband is in his third year of medical school, so we're on the home stretch. Um, but yeah, I'm a homemaker. I stay home with our boys, but I also do um, wedding and lifestyle photography on the side um, in our home state. So yeah, a little bit of about me. That's awesome. Yeah. So fun. So exciting. We're both having babies like what within just a couple weeks of each other. Yeah, so it's going to be so fun. Yeah. I'm so excited for that new role of a mom. I'm excited for all of the the things to learn <laughs> right yeah and I feel yeah. like you just it's one of those things where you just learn as you go uh-huh. you could read every book you could like follow every mom blogger underneath the sun but it's one of those things where experience is just like a whole mm-hmm. new like literally you know thing in your back pocket where every little one is so different and it's so different when it's your own and yes. but it's such an exciting thing like I can I'm like I told my husband I'm like it's been way too long since a newborn stage I mean Peter is only 16 months old but I'm like it's been way too long yep. <laughs> I need another little newborn yep. in the house. but yeah it's yes. so exciting it is especially yeah I'm excited yeah especially just like walking through it for the first time like I don't know I'm just excited there's also like you know the nerves of like not really knowing what to it's to expect right like I've never had a fresh newborn fully dependent upon me right so exactly. I'm just excited to Um, step into that and just yeah learn as I go because it is easy I know this is totally off topic but to get so distracted with Mm -hmm. all of the resources there are which are great but Mm -hmm. it's like experience is always better than I mean you just learn so much and you're the nice thing is too is you're a team with your spouse and you're not going through it alone and you make the and you discern decisions together and you know like also it's like it's okay to change your mind like maybe we thought we wanted to do this but we're like no this is not working and you learn to adapt and change and transition and all the things as a mom yeah yeah Yeah. it'll be super exciting for you guys yeah I'm so excited yeah (laughs) yeah so today we're gonna talk all about peace which is such a fun topic I love I love thinking of peace and where I've experienced it and so um, following our Advent series theme, would you, yeah, mind sharing any experiences of peace in your life? Um, feel free to share whatever is on your heart. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I feel like there's a few pivotal moments um, within my own faith journey, especially within and entering into my vocation um, as a wife and as a mom. And I think, I mean, peace to a certain point can kind of 
look like different things in terms of where what you're experiencing and what that is and I always try to keep in mind that like anxiety is like never from the Lord Mm -hmm. and the fact that if I am feeling yeah overly anxious about something um that is the way that I know something is stirring up inside of me that I need to take care of. Um, and I, I remember when, um, Mason was going to propose, um, I think it'd be almost like four years now, (laughs) whatever that was, um, that I, so a little bit of like backstory on our engagement story. I won't go into it all because it's a very, very like hefty in story <laughs> um, that was like over a course of months. So in short, I did a 54 day novena mm-hmm. leading up to the day Mason proposed. Mason never told me when he was going to propose. He like never really like gave me any hints or like at least like not on purpose yet did. Yeah. Um, and I, one thing I desired was to get, Engaged at 19, married at 20. I told Mason that when we started dating when I was 17, then like, I'm not, I don't desire to wait. And I feel like a very, I'm very convicted about this call. Yep. Um, and I remember just going through those couple months prior to engagement as I'm praying this novena. Um, and I distinctly remember just like the devil trying to like get his way. He would find any like, crevice or crack somewhere to try to like sneak his way in and whether it was just like in terms of environment wise of you know these things maybe aren't going as planned or I remember like the week before he proposed I got like terribly sick like my throat was like the worst that had ever been I remember like going to the doctor because I'm like I don't know what's happening I've been sick for like a week and a half um and just like all these things but even amidst like all this you know in a sense like chaos I was just I think in a sense like peace can come from having a certain level of like trust and conviction I think that relays a lot to surrenderment of like Lord your will be done it's not easy surrenderment (laughs) is like (laughs) it is extremely difficult because I think it's one of those things that's reoccurring in our life as a person of faith that it takes a lot of you to surrender because we like to be in control we like to know these things and it's like it's part of just our human nature to a sense of it but it's also one of those things where it's healthy for us to just yeah rely on our father and rely on his love and his trust and I remember just like every time I'd go in the chapel and I'd pray my rosary, I would just feel so much immense peace. Like, like not specifically like my vocation calls marriage, but it's specific to with Mason. Um, And I remember being my one request when Mason proposed was to finish my last day of my 54 day novena with him. I didn't tell him like what my novena was about. It was to pray for my future husband and that my spouse would propose on that 54th day of my novena, which he did. Yeah. I didn't tell him any of that. And I remember entering to the chapel and I just like got a huge, just like a splurge of emotions. But as soon, like, I remember as soon as I did the sign of the cross with him, like 
I just was at peace. The Lord's like, this is it. Like, I will take care of you. Like you have entrusted me. Um, and I like, you know, it's one of those things where he's never not taking care of me. Um, and just to find like, yeah, a deep sense of relief and like peace within that. of like, yeah, I'll always be taken care of. Like sometimes <laughs> like waters are rocky and it may seem like he's like pushing it to the very last minute of like, okay, Lord, when are you going to pull through here? Like when's yeah. this going to happen? Um, but there's never been a time that he hasn't ever taken care of you, you know? And yeah. I just, yeah, I remember just through that whole especially within that 54 day, especially when you, when you're following the Lord's call. So I don't know, I don't know exactly how to say it, but like, so well, or you are, you know, working towards that yeah. or yep. I'm coming with Something a lack of articulation, yeah, yep. lack yep. of articulation here, but <laughs> um, in the sense of your, that's what you desire and you're working towards that, the closer you are to that, especially like, in the sense in talking about like a vocation call, yeah. the more the devil's going to try to get his way. He's going to try to seek in. He's going to try to the very last minute. Um, but just, yeah, that whole, I think a, a beautiful thing to combat that is just surrenderment. And then through that can come a lot of peace because you're like, I don't have to worry. I actually mm-hmm. don't know why I'm worrying because I'm not the person in control. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, a beautiful realization within yeah. that is those two work very very closely with one another um but I think you can't dismiss you know yeah yeah I think that's so true and I've been experiencing that so much even in my own life of a season of you know graduating college and you know finally being done which is such like a huge relief and excitement but it's also like sad you know I'm like I'm not gonna be a college student anymore you know right um and this sense like, of like detachment within yeah. that, like a healthy sort of detachment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And everyone's, you know, the question of what's next, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously we're having a baby. Um, yeah. And we stay at home mom and be able to, you know, run my podcast and, and whatever else the Lord is calling me to. And so um, where I've experienced peace the most in this season is just by yeah, surrendering to the Lord mm-hmm. and Lord, I don't know what's next. Like sometimes I'm extremely scared because I don't know what he has planned. I'm like, he already has this all thought out. He's got everything perfectly lined up the way it's supposed to. But like this season of like, no idea, you know, what it's like to have a child dependent upon me. Um, You know, there's all these different things, a big season of change. Right. And so feeling like I'm unprepared, but instead of like approaching it with fear, approaching it with the fact that like, I get to learn how to do all of this with the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, especially, you know, learning, you know, as I become a mom, as my child, you know, enters the earth, um, in learning all of that, but even just like with the podcast and wherever he's calling me to like, you know, job slash work wise, whatever that is, whatever he's wanting me to do. Um, I've just been able to just say, Lord, it's in your hands, you know, lead me to where I'm supposed to be um, in something that I've kind of a mindset I've started to approach is what can I do today? Like, what is God calling me to do today to take a step towards where he's leading me? And I don't know where he's leading me. Right. Um, And so that's where I found a lot of peace is just through, Lord, you know, what's best, you know? Mm And being able to, and it's hard some days, some days I get to the end of the day and I'm just like, (laughs) got control on God. And I'm like, um, what are you doing? You know? And there's, there are those times of fear of not knowing what God is doing. 
um, but knowing that he's doing this because it's all going to work out in the way he's planning to. And it's, he's always keeping your best interest in mind too as well. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, it's like, that's kind of like the beauty of the adventure of being a person of faith and being Catholic is like, wow, I like, I don't have to worry about it. It's not fun, like not knowing what's next or especially for those really big life transitions, whether it's entering into college, maybe you're graduating college, maybe you're getting married and having babies, like all these big life transitions can be overwhelming. And you were kind of talking about like, what are the steps that you can take today? And one thing I was talking to my spiritual director about, a few years ago, almost, I think it was about three years ago when I was pregnant with Fulton, was, you know, talking about, like, you know, my birth plan and my goals for birth and all these things and um, just, like, certain healthy boundaries we wanted to set with, you know, our family or friends or with one another, you know, whatever it may look like. And, you know, I really struggled with, like, I don't want to be in control but I want to, you know, like, I want to make the decisions to find that balance and to yeah. kind of, like, not let this, like, anxiety stir up in me. And the way that she explained it, she's like, there's a distinct difference between, like, preparing, like, the Lord has equipped you with certain, you know, things that he's revealed to you in prayer or experiences or what have you. And then the difference between control. And those are two very, very different things. Like you can prepare for things. You can, you know, have non-negotiables to a certain degree of like, you know, if it's in the sense of like, you know, care for your child in the hospital or your birth or whatever. But being prepared also allows you to adapt. And I think that like having that distinction and realizing and how that like coincides with surrenderment, which then coincides with peace is like, well, like the Lord has revealed a certain things through my own experiences or maybe what, you know, we've discerned in prayer and conversation with your spouse and, you know, whatever season of life that you may be in, um, that it can just be this true, like healthy detachment that the Lord has given me peace because he's equipped me with the knowledge that, and the tools that I need to know to enter into this yes. peacefully and fully entrusting what yeah. he has in store, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I always, I've, I've heard this saying kind of recently of like, well, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's someone along the lines of like, God can't turn around to park car or something that like you have to do, you know, he, the steps that he's calling you to, right. to basically get to where, you know, that end goal or desire or where that, you know, that feeling of where you think the Lord is calling you to, um, you know, and so for me, that's like, some days I get very overwhelmed thinking I have to know everything about motherhood now. Like I need to know it now. I need to know all these things because there's so much. Yeah, that perfect everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's like perfect it before my child is even earth side. Right. Um, and so I think coming back to the fact of um, I, I don't know. I just, I think something that's so persistent is just one day at a time on my heart of, mm-hmm. of really that's what life is about is right. Especially is- within the vocation of marriage and motherhood. Like yep. it's literally one day at a time. Yeah. Cause you don't know what to expect. You don't know what that day is going to bring. You don't right. know if your child's going to be in a bad mood that day or, yeah. you know, like so many different things are factors into 
your daily life, whether whatever season of life you're in. You know, there's so many things that we can't even predict. Like, you can't predict if you're going to get a flat tire and you need to be at this point at this time, you know? Right. And I think that allows you to and ease your accessibility to extend grace to yeah. yourself and to others that you may be around yeah. with the mindset of, you know, like, things – yeah, things are going to happen out of my control and I just need to take like heart and the fact that, yeah, the Lord, he'll, he'll figure it out for me. Like, yeah, he's giving me the tools and the knowledge to do X, Y, Z things, but, um, yeah. So yeah, just to like take peace in, in that aspect too. I a hundred percent I'm with you. Yeah. And that's where I've even found the most peace. And like, um, even just in the last like week and like, finishing up the final homework assignments, right? Like those just like those homework assignments that you just don't want to do because you're so over college when you get to that point, right? Um, And so this last week has just been like, go, 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 go. And I was talking to my focus missionary earlier today um, and we met for discipleship and she was talking about like, so how have you been resting and how have you been like making time for prayer and all these things? And I'm like, to be honest, this last week I haven't because I've just been so in the mindset of like, I just want to get this stuff done, which is a good mindset in a certain way to when you start to cut off your faith and cut off, you know, healthy things in your life. Right. Um, and so like this morning, I'm like, I made it a priority to, um, pray before I had to go to class. And so I did, I was like, I sat down and I just prayed, I held my crucifix and I was just like, Lord, I don't know what's next. Everyone keeps asking me what I'm doing after graduation, besides the fact of like obviously having a baby. So like, I don't know what's next with abundantly yours, you know, like he's putting all these things on my heart and all these ideas and things. And I'm like, Lord, like, it's just kind of like freaky because there's so many things happening, you know? Um, And so this morning I was just like, Lord, lead me. And that's like where I've experienced the most peace is just when I can come back to prayer, even if I, you know, missed a few days of coming back to that, and just being at peace with the Lord and saying, you know, Lord, you know, I put you on the back burner the last couple of days. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Right. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to the fact of like the Lord is ready to meet us no, no matter where we're at. And so that's where I've experienced a lot of peace as well. It's just like the silence. The crucifix has been a huge thing for me, just like holding the cross and just like dwelling like at the fact of what Jesus has done for us um, and just finding peace through that, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think just having it's, yeah, it's so hard within the midst of a busy season. And then on top of a busy season, like a transitional season, yeah. um, that it can be, it can be so difficult to make non-negotiable prayer time. It is yeah. so hard. I've yeah. been guilty of that terribly. Like mm-hmm. it's hard, especially when, I am demanded in so many different little ways from like each of my children and just like my time with my spouse and all these things. That's like, wow, I also have that. And I also have like my own business on top of my plate. Like, yes, I'm home literally like 99% of the time with my family and like my priorities within the home. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's other things to get done or there's like dishes or laundry that need to get folded or like, you know, all these things that can be an excuse. But like how many times have you, chosen prayer and you've left crappier than like when you've started or before you started prayer right and it's like just a realization of like wow (laughs) or like you know what you're doing and I think a huge thing is like listening to those little nudges of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. of like you know like just 
there may be like a huge pile of like dishes in the sink or there's a huge pile of laundry on the couch or yeah you know the kids are still in their pajamas and it's like three o'clock in the afternoon or you know whatever it may be that it's like you know just sit down and pray like whether it's just like praying with the kids even if it's something so simple just to make them involved or you know when your spouse gets home from work or school and asking like can I just have five to ten minutes at minimum to just sit in silence in prayer or whatever it may be um, and just really listen to those promptings of the Holy Spirit because the more that you listen to those, the more they will come and reveal yourself to you. And you'll recognize, like, and then it'll be easier to decipher, yeah, what what is the Lord calling you to it? You recognize the voice of God yes. a lot easier by yeah. practicing and exercising those spiritual muscles yeah. um, that can really just, like, create that space of, like, peace. And I feel like when you do enter into prayer, Um, even if it's been a while or life has been chaotic and busy and like your faith hasn't seen like the priority um, and only in like the bare minimum of the sense of like, I'm just going to like, you know, weekly mass and like confession regularly, which is good and should be the foundation, but it can also just, yeah, allow you to like enter into a project or like your things to get done more peacefully and more like, just I feel like even more motivated to do it honestly um especially in this season of advent it's like the perfect time to really like put these things into practice and I think it's like I think it's funny to see the way our culture moves and our society moves and like the hustle and the bustle of Christmas season and all these crazy things and like the the whole like secular part of it and materialistic part of it and all these things and then you look the way that church is like rich in their tradition of like they have something right <laughs> like yeah. this is what we need to slow down and we need to like create this environment in which we can do that yeah um and create that space whether it's like mainly and most importantly like like spiritually and internally mm-hmm. um but also i think we can't neglect like the the physical environment around us because that has a huge influence especially being a mom and a wife like and raising our own domestic church like the home is like vital and the environment in which your children are and raised in and you know what you're exposed to or all these things have a huge impact um, on creating like silence and rest and peace mm-hmm. um, and the balance of all those that are crucial for yeah. I mean just our humanity but also within your own domestic church too yes. as well yeah and I think something that um, you know step being a wife going on five months <laughs> a little over five months um, and just you know taking on the role of like you know the, the laundry and the dishes you know the simple household things that like I didn't realize how quickly they would add up, like if they didn't happen, you know, if I didn't do it. And so, um, yeah, there's times where like, you know, I'll have a pile of dishes in the sink and that's the last thing I want to do. Um, and I've been able to kind of like switch my mindset and say, Lord, like you have blessed me with food to eat. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, like give me the graces to do the dishes. Right. And it kind of sounds silly, but leaning on the Lord and even like, if you are, you know, in a season that you want to rebuild your faith, say, Lord, this is what I desire. Like, I want this. He knows that's your desire, but telling it to him and, you know, kind of like reaffirming that to Christ, like, Lord, I desire to grow with you. 
I desire, you know, this is what I want. Help me, you know, ask for the graces because he will provide them and he joys, he delights when we lean on him and ask for those graces. Right. And invite him into those little things. I think that's something that I've definitely taken to like heart and action with becoming a mom and then becoming a parent is like, yeah, my, my time is very demanded outside of myself. And especially because our kids are so young. I mean, Fulton's two and a half, he'll be three this spring and Peter's like a year and a half roughly. And them being so young, yeah, demanding time from their mother as they should, like that's what they need. That is my role. And yeah, with creating prayer time or whatever is can be very difficult within the time of day because you're so like also like being you know over 20 weeks pregnant you get a little bit more exhausted than you know normal or like winded that it's like yeah inviting him into those little things those little tasks whether it's like I really don't want to do this homework project but Lord like I invite you into this time with me to like write my paper with me even though I don't want to write this paper because (laughs) This is the last thing I want to do or yeah, yeah. I don't want to run these errands or cha- like for me it's like okay I'm, I'm changing a dirty diaper or I'm dressing my children or I'm putting my child down for a nap or I mean I'm not currently nursing but like when I am nursing when I nurse my child and I have that bonding time with them or I'm taking a shower and that's like the few minutes of peace that I can kind of have yeah if yeah. my children aren't like banging on the you know, shower door that in those little things. And I think that makes it easier, especially when you've fallen out, out of like the routine or the track of your faith. It's like, Oh my gosh, I to commit to go into the chapel or to commit to a holy hour is very intimidating. And it's hard once you like that spiritual muscle hasn't been practiced. Right. And so I think inviting him into those little things, I, I can't remember what saint it is and it's going to like, bug me but there's one saint that um says like even the lord moves amidst the pots and the pans Mm -hmm. and especially just like yeah being a homemaker and a wife and a mom of like yeah when i'm making dinner like all these things it's like even when you say like lord i have food to eat and this is like a blessing for my family and those i think that can help with just like gaining the confidence and the courage and the motivation to like enter into this next commitment of step with prayer that can like continue. And I think just, yeah, inviting the Lord into those things also creates that sense of peace of like, wow, like this is my duty and how big of a blessing this to like be able to serve and love my family. And just to get like, even, I mean, Mason, I've been married three and a half years, roughly almost. It's like, to have even deep affirmation like years after getting married of like wow I was made to do this like I was made to be a wife and a mom and I was made to be a homemaker and make this like house that we live in truly a home for us and whomever we invite and welcome into it and all these things that um, give you that sense of like yeah that affirmation that peace of like Lord you you make no mistakes and this this was intentional and I think we yeah, I think sometimes we forget that our Lord is an intentional God and yes. that he He knows our hearts better yes. than anybody yes. else, knows better than we know ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so I think we, we need to lean into that a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a certain divine call and purpose of why you are in 
where you are right now. And he's exactly, as long as you're pursuing the Lord and you're doing to the best of your ability and you're giving your all, and only he can measure that. We can't measure that. Like, I think, especially as, as just our human nature, we want to like scale things. We want to like measure it up to something more like we physically, spiritually, mentally, we do not have that ability within us. Like the Lord is the only one can measure that. But also how freeing is that? Like how, like, you know, and just, I mean, keep going back to this thing of like peace of like, like how peaceful did that sound of like, you don't have to worry about that. Like you don't have to measure that up to anything. Um, and I think that's like a huge aspect of it too, is just, yeah. Like remembering that he is intentional and that, you know, he's the only one that can measure as long as you're pursuing the Lord, like you're exactly where he's calling you to be in this moment. You know, even if it's seems chaotic on the outside, doesn't mean that you can't achieve peace yes internally you know yes I love that so much and that's kind of been a goal of mine is like um trying to do better at finding God in the details of my day these little little tiny things and and noticing where the Lord is working um because that brings me peace that brings me peace in knowing that like um of of knowing that God is intentional in, in the details, in every season of our life, he is so present and so intentional, knows what we need, knows what we need in that season, you know? Um, And so, yeah, just like knowing that, yeah, this is, you know, 2023 is going to be a whole new year for uh, me and for you adding your third little baby. So exciting. Um, And so it's like, yeah, it's a whole new season of learning for both of us. Um, A whole new season of, of surrendering to the Lord, just like you said, you know, for you um, having three children um, and for me going through it for the first time. Right. Um, and being able to, to lean on the fact that like the Lord blessed us with these babies at this time, because this is when their lives are meant to begin. Right. But also where, what the Lord wanted to teach us and do, do for us as our own, you know, motherly hearts in those seasons. Right. And well. specifically to be that child's mother. Like, yeah intentionally called of like no other mother was called to be Fulton or Peter's mom like I am and that like there is something that the Lord has like given me and that he's entrusted to me specifically for their souls yes um and for Mason and I as a as a team as you know being married and being in the sacrament of marriage like there's just graces that flow from that and I think that's a huge thing it's like the graces you receive from the sacraments Mm. I like, I don't know, maybe other people can relate, but when I, I mean, Mason and I are pretty consistent with when we go to confession, Uh we try to go every two weeks at max a month. And I think that is like a pivotal game changer when it comes to like creating and maintaining the peace, which I feel like has been like also just a theme especially like with family life of Mm. keeping the peace, like creating the peace. And and I think it always is, it's a a resurfacing conversation that happens every time I'm pregnant (laughs) between Mace and I, when it comes to like navigating things with the boys, a transition, because there's things that they're going to go through with adding another little sibling, things that I'm going to go through that, you know, I, I like to think that I have a good idea of, okay, this is how my postpartum goes emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. Yeah. But I mean, doesn't think, doesn't mean that things can change or adjust in that aspect because yeah. of just different life circumstances where just, yeah, 
creating and like maintaining that peace within the family life is like very very crucial and a huge thing that helps with that is keeping the sacraments consistent like yep if you have not like gone to weekly mass saturday or sunday like advent i mean any sunday or any saturday like is a beautiful time to do it but advent like this is a beautiful time to like enter back into the church. Yes. Go to confession. Like probably go to confession before you go to church. <laughs> but <laughs> even those things, like I even notice if I if it's been a pushing to the edge of like, okay, it's kind of nearing a month and I know I should go to confession or make the time for it. I like I know, like I know within my heart and like internally that like something's not right, whether I'm just like a little bit more like quick and snippy in my responses and I'm not like kind with my tone with Mason or I like you, you're just unsettled. Like there's just like this sense of just, I mean, sometimes anxiety, but even the sense of like, I just feel so tense. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't like let go of anything. And it's like that. I mean, and partially could be that attachment to, you know, that sin or that harboring because it eats at you internally. Like it truly does. And I think that's like one of the ways that, you know, that (laughs) sin truly does affect you and your heart, especially with interiorly, that's going to affect the outward. Right. And I think, just practicing those sacraments and making it like put it in your calendar (laughs) and I like Mason and I we always make it a priority to us to go to mass if it meet or go to go to confession um I mean we always go to mass as a family but go to confession whether it's like we split it up where I'm home with the kids and Mason just goes on a Saturday and then we go early before Matt like that's what we did this past weekend Mason went on Saturday and we went early on Sunday. So I go to confession yeah. or it's like, also if you're, if you're a parent, bring your kids with us, yeah. <laughs> like bring them with you. Like they need to be exposed to that at a young age of like, we witness mom and dad do it. Like yeah. it's one thing like, Oh, we went to mass on Sundays and we like know mom and dad went to confession, but they never let us like enter into that and witness that. And I think like we, you see how little kids observe little things and like, mm-hmm that gives them Mason and I always talk about like giving our children lifelines back to the faith like we pray and we hope and we like will do our darndest as parents that our kids will never fall away from the faith but there are certain things that are just going to be out of our control like they're going to be adults and it's scary thinking about like what could happen in the future potentially and we never want to anticipate that they ever will but giving them lifelines of like taking them to confession with us and witnessing that or going to mass or, you know, learning how to pray the rosary or just simple prayers that we pray every day, giving them those lifelines back to the faith. And then in those ways they can lean on that in times of like chaos and anxiety and like run back to truly what's most important at the foundation to create that peace back in their lives, especially I mean, there's so many different, but you think about like the younger generation of like high school and you get wrapped up in all these, like, it's easy to get wrapped up, I should say, in all these things of like your identity lies in either your academics or athletics or, you know, and it can relate into adulthood in a lot of ways where it's like you bring them back to those. I mean, just, yeah, creating lifelines to like find that peace in their life. It's like can help with so many areas 
at any stage really Um, and I think that's a huge part of it is like a way to maintain Mm -hmm. or and achieve that piece is carving out time for those sacraments yes um the most important ones and on a regular basis as the church calls us to I think it's this is we're talking about the sacraments and um, as earlier we talked about like God's intentionality once again here it is right his intentionality in the sacraments he has given us in the purpose that they are to constantly being able to unite ourselves to Christ through them like that is the easiest way we can enter into unity with Christ is when we you know enter into those sacraments and so um, even just reminding myself of that sometime uh, you know just like you know, it's okay to take, you know, two or three hours out of my week to go to daily mass and do a holy hour in adoration, you know, like two or three hours for that is nothing, you know, in confession, you know, adding those three and you can, depending on your church and the schedule and what it's like at our, at our home parish, we have um, like 12 hour adoration in every single one of our different churches in our parish Mm -hmm. um, every day of the week. So like, there's always adoration somewhere. Right. And so then there's usually daily mass to start off the day. So it's like, there's always that opportunity there. And it's like, Christ is just waiting. He's waiting for us to be there with him. Um, And I think for me, as I'm exiting the busy, busy college life of, um, you know, realizing like, yeah, this semester, you know, I didn't go out of my way as much as I should have to go to daily mass just because of the chaos of traveling to, to college, which is 35 miles away, which adds a whole lot of extra time in the car than I would like to say that I had to spend. Um, but being able to, um, like I prayed a rosary in the car when I knew that like, I wasn't going to be able to pray before like classes in the, like before I left for classes in the morning, if I didn't have time for prayer, I would say, you know, this 35 miles is going to be for the Lord instead of music. (laughs) Um, but yeah, basically allowing yourself to enter into that. Um, because when we, when we allow ourselves to receive the sacraments, he's going to give us the graces to do everything else that we quote unquote could could say that we should have done during that time. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, cause I think it can be easy to say, well, I should be doing this, but no, like the Lord is going to fill us up so, so much through, um, sacraments so yeah 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 I agree yeah absolutely so um as we kind of continue and I don't know if you have do you have any other advice that you want to mention about living out peace I know we've talked a lot about it but do you have any other things before we wrap up not yeah entirely I think just invite yeah keep inviting the lord into those little things especially if you've been out of your routine of prayer or you know maybe it's more on like a heavier sense of maybe not going to mass regularly as we're called to and the church you know like invites us into um and just like really keeping time for those sacraments um has a huge huge aspect like the the church gives us so many resources, like so many resources that I think we often take for granted in a lot of ways, especially yeah. as a lady. And I know I have in, um, at some aspects, but it's like, turn to her, like turn to his church. And yeah. like our blessed mother is like, <laughs> she will like wrap you up in her mantle and she yeah. will always lead you back to her son. And I yeah. think like, like befriending the saints, especially like 
I think just having, you know, a figure within the church mm-hmm. that may be more applicable or relatable to your own season of life, that these yeah. certain struggles you're having yep. and you're wrestling with like, yeah, maintaining that peace or maintaining, you know, like figuring out like what truly is the Lord calling me to, or, you know, what's the next step or what's the next thing or, you know, whatever pain point that you're kind of dealing with and wrestling with in prayer with the Lord is like our church is made up of like beautiful, beautiful saints. And I think it also reminds us like these saints are people similar to like you and me. Yeah, they maybe live like a thousand years ago or whatever it may be, but there's certain things about their life where it's like they achieved sainthood through their vocation. Yeah. Like just by following the Lord's call and doing their best at it. And the Lord, like, and there's so many different ways and paths to sainthood. There's like, I mean, I think, yeah, especially that the whole aspect of like all this overwhelming amount of like, information or the things I should be doing or shouldn't be doing or because I you know went to college for this I should be doing that or you know you name it there's a whole plethora of things that you can (laughs) try to listen to the world to do um but they're like just beautiful beautiful companions to walk through especially with an advent season of um achieving peace within your own heart and interiorly excuse me that can then flow and exude exteriorly and just share that with others to be like a beacon and a light of like peace for others um I know St. Lucy's feast day is coming up and she's like she's my also my confirmation state Uh and she's like a perfect person for that as well it's like yeah befriend the saints and you know in different liturgical seasons or whatever it is that can just you can learn from and relate to. And a one thing I will say too, is if in this whole conversation of peace, a book I recommend um, is interior freedom by Jock Philippe. Mm-hmm. Such a good book. Read it. It's not a very long read either. It's like something that you can read over time. You can like highlight underline like journal with in the chapel or like at home. Um, and then Jock Philippe also has a book, which is I'm on my next list read that I've heard amazing things about is searching and maintaining for peace. I believe I may butcher that slightly, but those <laughs> yeah. two books by him, phenomenal. Definitely awesome. recommend. Yes. That's great. Such great things. I'll also have those in the show notes, the the titles to those books. I'll find them on Amazon and I'll just link them there. Um, but yeah, I love that all. Um, the fact that like we can lean on the saints, like, how cool is that? And there's so many saints. And yeah, just as you said, is their path to sainthood. We're all so, so different. And so um, something I like to say is, you know, say you're struggling with procrastination, you know, go find a saint who also struggled with that, right? And pray with them and ask for their Mm -hmm. intercession. Um, Because that's what the saints are here for, just as you said. So um, yeah, so I want to formally ask this question, but I know you just threw out a lot of advice. But is there any other advice you want any of, every other Catholic woman to know? So if you have anything else, feel free. Otherwise, no worries. Yeah. Um, something that I feel like that's been on my heart lately. Um, so we just recently moved from, we were born and raised in North Dakota, a little like similar background. Moved to Idaho for two years for my husband's first two years of medical schooling. And we moved back to North Dakota just in the spring. Yeah. And a huge thing has just been like 
navigating, especially within my own personal business as my photography business with Root and Bloom, that, you know, like being primarily a homemaker and a wife and a mother, and that's like, that's my priority. Like they come first, they're involved in everything that I do. They come with me to like all my weddings and sessions and all these things. Um, And they're just like great companions. And, you know, we hear this like mantra, which I I think can be taken two very different ways of the whole thing. Like you can do both. And I am like a full, I, I'm a believer of that. Like, yes, you can do both. You can have like babies and dreams. Like I think like that's what Leah Darrow kind of like is her mantra that at least that's who I heard from first several years ago. I don't know if she was the initial like um, thinker and like initiator of that, but you hear that aspect, which I'm hundred percent, whatever those dreams may be. And I think sometimes we think like, Oh, that has to be career orientated. Like it has to be like this, something that's like my job and my family. But it doesn't have to be like it can be it could be I want my goal like my dream is to like build a house out in the country or my dream is to learn how to paint or, you know, just something that's like you don't have to give up when you do have kids. And then there's this other aspect that's more of like the secular side of it where it's like oh I can do both fully to my capacity of like I can have kids and I can have a full-on career and I can commit 100% of myself at the same time to both of them which is a lie like I'm going to tell you right now you try to do that you're going to be burnt out and one thing is going to suffer and I pray and hope it's your career that suffers over your family (laughs) sounds a little harsh but (laughs) that's your primary vocation and I think I'm, like, continuously reminded of, like, my first and foremost call the Lord has called me to for my vocation is a spouse to Mason and a children to Fulton and Peter and baby number three and a gazillion, hopefully more babies down the road (laughs) that that is who I need to serve first. And it's my family and it's within my home. Everything comes secondary or whatever to that. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes women can feel the pressure of like, okay, you can do both, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to do both. Like, if you don't feel called to do both, don't do both. Like, I remember, I mean, for as long as I can remember, like, I was like in elementary school that I wanted to be like a mom. Like, I want to be an elementary school teacher, but I'm like, well, I think it's like literally, I found out later. That's why I just like just turned out of college partially is like, well, I don't want to be with other people's kids all day long. <laughs> like I do because I love children. Like I come from a very large family, but like once we start, once I started having my own children. Hey girl, like, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours and podcast. It's like, yeah, you don't If this episode to touched your heart in any way, just I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and like, leave me a don't review. Let the secular that way you you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time. Like areas or aspects of people within the church making you feel like you have to do certain things of like, well, you should be contributing to your home financially or you should be doing that or you should be doing that. Take peace in what the Lord has revealed to you in prayer. with like individually with you and your spouse in terms of family life specifically in this situation it's like yeah you can do both but you don't have to do both if you don't 
feel convicted. And also, like, remember that you can change your mind. Like, you can be in a career, you could do the the both thing, or whether it's on a career or whatever it is, but you have, like, that's the beauty of being to adapt and change and transition. And the whole thing of surrendering your will to the Lord's will. Like, he's the leader. Like, take the Lord as, like, the ultimate partner you know like even like within if you have a business or you're in a career like take the lord as like an ultimate business partner and consult him about everything um and he'll reveal what's most important and where you're called to in that very moment yeah i think is a huge aspect i love that i love that all so much exactly what i needed to hear um (laughs) and i'm sure many others so yeah, I'm so thankful for all of the advice and the conversation we shared. Um, so where can people go follow you on um, any social media you want to share? Yeah, so you can follow me on my personal page. It's Sarah Elizabeth Merck, M-E-R-C-K, um, and Sarah with an H, no cap, no faces, <laughs> on Instagram. Um, or if you want to follow along on my business page, I do lifestyle and wedding photography in the good old state of North Dakota. That is at Root and Bloom Photographs, um, also on Instagram. So yeah, come hang out. Um, you will see my boys and see new baby when he or she comes, which is super yeah. exciting. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much again for joining me. I had so much fun chatting. It's always such a blessing to um, invite guests on. And so, yeah, Sarah also was on the podcast on episode number five. So way back in the beginning, we talked about prayer and relationships. So um, go check out that episode as well. But once again, thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Thank you, Whitney.